Now, as we begin tonight, we're going to look at something what I think is oftentimes the biggest barrier to following Jesus for many of us. And the reality is I think it's, it's a barrier for us in a lot of areas of life. I mean, we, the truth is we lose this in humanity almost every time we turn on the news. And over the last few days with the craziness that's happened in Las Vegas, and you see that, and you understand the depths of evil in the human heart that really is not just limited to that one guy, but the truth is, is we all have that capacity in us because of sin. But you look at that and we lose this when it comes to humanity. We lose this in our sports team every time they blow another game. Like my team did on Monday Night Football when they had it. Uh, We stole victory out of the mouth of defeat or whatever that that phrase is. Uh, We lose this in our friends every time they let us down. And because we often lack this thing in our relationship with Jesus... Oftentimes, it keeps us on the sidelines. Or if it doesn't keep us on the sidelines, what we find ourselves, for a lot of us, we do is we borrow this from mom and dad. Or we borrow this from our small group leader. We borrow this from Todd or from Pastor Brian or Paul or somebody else that that we look at and we, we want, but we don't really possess for ourselves. And the problem with that is that when mom and dad aren't around, this thing quickly fades because we don't have it for ourselves. Anybody confused yet? What are we talking about tonight? Anybody know? Well done. We're talking about faith. So pat yourselves on the back if you figured that out. You're so smart. So we're talking about faith tonight. So a couple weeks, a couple days ago, actually, earlier this week, um, I was telling our kids goodnight, and we have kind of this whole ritual, and it takes sometimes like much longer than it should to get our kids to go to bed. And so, you know, we walk around room to room, tell them goodnight, hug them. You know, I, I love praying over them. And, um, and so I'm in Avery's room, and I'm praying over him and just telling him I love him or whatever. And so he, he says to me, he says, Dad, I, f- I feel like I'm not going to heaven. I have, Daddy, I feel like I'm, I'm going to go to hell. And, um, and this is something he'll say from time to time to us. And so I'm like, buddy, why, why do you think that? Why, why would you say that? And he said, I don't really know why. I just feel that. I just feel like that's what's going to happen. And so I asked him, but what, what is it that determines whether somebody goes to heaven or hell? And he says, and he said, well, if they haven't put their faith and trust in Jesus, then they go to hell. And so I'm like, I said, buddy, you've done that. You've done that. And because you've done that, you belong to Jesus. You've been forgiven and it's done. It's over. Like that can't be taken away from you. And then he said something to me that I think, honestly, a lot of us feel like sometimes, or we question, or we, we ask this thing. He said, but dad, how do I know that for sure? Because I can't see God. Which is a pretty great question for a seven-year-old. I'm like, okay. But honestly, I think that's where a lot of us find ourselves in. We ask questions like that. And let's be real for just a minute. What we're talking about as part of the series is not an easy thing. Following Jesus is the most difficult decision day in and day out that we can make. It's not, a, it's not an, an easy walk in the park. It's not an easy decision to make. 
Because what, what we are being asked to do is to surrender our lives and commit to with our eyes. We have after a God that we can't see with our eyes. Right, that's a tough deal. That's a really difficult decision. And, and honestly, a lot of us, we struggle with that. And it, we may find ourselves in moments and situations where it's a whole lot easier for us to put our faith in something that we can see, even if it's wrong, rather than putting our faith and trust in something that we can't see. And the reality is tonight, there may be some of us, maybe many of us, that we find ourselves just lacking faith. And we want to believe it. Man, we hear it and we're like, man, that sounds so good. But for whatever reason, there's a barrier there and we just can't seem to get past it. And we often find ourselves just lacking the faith to believe. And because we find ourselves in a place that either we lack the faith or we find ourselves borrowing it from mom and dad or for someone else, it makes it really hard or even impossible to follow Jesus with everything that we have. Because following Jesus with everything that we have requires faith. Faith is a necessary part of pursuing Jesus. You can't have a relationship with God. You can't be a follower of Jesus and say, yeah, but I don't really have faith. Like those two things go hand in hand. And what the, what the writer in, in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, here's what he says. He says, it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. So faith is necessary. Faith is vital in order for us to follow Jesus. And yet sometimes we find ourselves in places that we just lack the faith to believe. And if you find yourself in that situation, maybe tonight or maybe you found yourself in that situation, I want, I want you just to know that it's normal to doubt sometimes. Like it doesn't make you a terrible Christian. All right. In fact, it makes you probably in a lot of ways a normal Christian. I don't know any Christian that doesn't at some point or another just struggle with moments of doubt. And anybody that you meet that's like, yeah, I've never doubted. This is so easy to believe. It's full of crap, honestly. Like it makes you a normal Christian, not some freak show if you struggle sometimes with moments or seasons of doubt. And so what I would challenge you to do if you find yourself in a moment or situation like that is to do the same thing that I encourage Avery. A couple, it may sound a little... Ask Jesus to help you. Which may sound a little bit counterintuitive. You're like, I struggle to doubt that he exists and yet I'm asking him to help me. Which requires faith. But here's the great thing about who Jesus is. One of the many great things is that he doesn't shy away from those moments. Like when we're like, oh, I'm, so, I'm such a loser and such an idiot because I'm doubting. And Jesus is like, hey, look, I love you. And he extends grace to us in those moments. And what he wants is just for us to ask him. And that's exactly what a guy does to Jesus in Mark chapter 9. 
there's this whole kind of like, you know, thing going on and the crowd gathers and, and this man has a son who needs to be healed. And so he brings his son to Jesus and he says to Jesus, like, I need you to help me. But the crazy thing is, is that he, he brings him to Jesus, which means he's probably seen Jesus do miracles. And yet he doubts, even as he's bringing him, his son to Jesus, that Jesus can do anything about it. Listen what he says in verse 22 of Mark chapter 9. He says, have mercy on us and help us if you can. And Jesus says, what do you mean if I can? Anything is possible if a person believes. And the father instantly cried out, I do believe, but help me overcome my unbelief. I love the honesty of this man to Jesus who's saying, yeah, Jesus, I believe. I believe that you can, but God, there, there's so many moments, even right now, that I'm like, I'm struggling with this. So Jesus, help my unbelief. Help me to believe in these moments of doubt. And what does Jesus do? He heals his son. Jesus responds by giving him reason and evidence and proof that he can believe him, that he is trustworthy, that he is who he says he is, and he heals his son. And I think Jesus wants to do the same thing for you and I in moments where we struggle with doubt and we're like, I want to believe this, but I just can't, I can't for whatever reason. Jesus wants to help us in those moments if we'll just come to him and ask him. So some of us may find us in moments like that where we lack the faith. But I think there are others of us in the room who have a different problem. And I want to spend the next couple of minutes just kind of addressing this particular problem and, and those of us that struggle with this. Because I think for some of us, we claim that we have faith, but we don't act like we do. We say, you know, we'll tell people and we put stuff out on social media and we'll retweet stuff or we'll post Bible verses or, you know, we'll tell people that we believe in Jesus or, man, especially when, you know, there's something crazy going on in the world and then we'll, you know, we'll put out these Bible quotes or things. There may be some things that we do. I mean, we show up here. There are things that we do where we don't lack the faith, but what we do is we lack putting our faith into action. We lack the willing, willingness to live out that faith. And so if you're like, man, is that where I'm at? Do I struggle with that? Here's, here's a couple questions to ask you, to ask yourself, to see if this is the, the position that you're in. What kind of prayers are you praying? Or do you even pray at all? Like, we claim that we have faith, we believe in Jesus, but then we don't pray at all. Like, that doesn't really add up. So do you pray at all? And if you do pray, what kind of prayers are you praying? Because there's a huge difference between praying with our fingers crossed and praying with faith. And the guy in this story in Mark chapter 9 is basically coming to Jesus with his fingers crossed. Like, all right, Jesus, I'm out of options here, so would you just heal my son if you can? 
And sometimes we pray prayers like that. Jesus, I'm not sure you can do anything about this. Jesus, you're probably not even paying attention right now. But Jesus, I need somebody to do something. So Jesus, would you, would you answer this? Jesus, would you help me in this situation? Jesus, I'm, I got nowhere else to turn. I'm asking you to help. And we're praying prayers with our fingers crossed. But there's a huge difference between that and praying in faith. God, I believe that you're going to show up right now. God, my family is screwed up and they, we desperately need something. God, I'm coming to you believing that you are the answer and believing that you're going to bring healing to this relationship. God, I'm out of options. I don't know what to do in this situation, but I'm coming to you believing who you are and I believe that you're going to answer my request. And I'm trusting that you have the answer, that you're going to respond, that you can do the impossible. You see the difference between the two? What kind of prayers are you praying? How much time do you spend in this book? Man, this really, our time in this really reveals our faith or our lack of faith. Either we look at this and we go, man, this is the inspired word of God. And Jesus, every time I'm spending time, not just reading a book, but believing as I, that you are going to reveal your heart to me. You're going to speak to me. You're going to make me more like you. And we enter in times where we spend time with God, believing that God is going to speak to us. Or this is something where the reality is the only time we even hear anything from this is like during this time or during small groups. And we look at this as like some confusing old book that was written a long time ago that really has no relevance to our lives. And we say that we believe and we have faith and yet our commitment to this really reveals whether or not we do. Or how often do you do something that requires serving someone else at the expense of yourself? How often do you put other people's needs ahead of your own? How often do you serve other people? Because that reveals a lot about your faith. When was the last time you did something that scared you to death? but you knew God wanted you to do it. Do you ever find yourself in moments and situations where you're like, I'm scared to death, but God, I'm stepping out and believing because you're asking me to do this. Like that reveals, the more times you find yourself in moments and a willingness to do that, it says so much about your faith. Or how do you even treat people who don't like you or who are even different than you. Because we say all the time, yeah, I believe that God loves us. I believe that God loves everyone. I believe that Jesus died for everyone. But, and then we, the, the actions towards other people reveal a much different belief. See, some of those questions can kind of help us calibrate and figure out, man, am I, am I someone that says that I have faith or am I someone that lives out my faith? Because here's what I think is true of many of us. There are many of us, I think, that say that we have faith in Jesus. 
but not very many of us that put it. And the problem with that is following Jesus requires us to put our faith into action. In fact, faith leads to action. I love what Dallas Willard, who's an author and and theologian, here's what he says. Listen to this. Don't miss this. He says, we don't believe something by merely saying we believe it. Or even when we believe that we believe it. We believe something when we act as if it were true. Dang. That's very consistent with what James says in chapter 2. Verse 14, he says, What good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you, you have faith, but you don't show it by your actions? Can that kind of faith save anyone? Suppose you see a brother or a sister who has no food or clothing, and you say goodbye and have a good day, stay warm and eat well. But then you don't give that person any food or clothing. What good does that do? So you see, faith by itself isn't enough. Unless it produces good deeds or unless it leads to action, it is dead and useless. I think the reason why the world gets so frustrated with Christians isn't because what we believe isn't true. It's because what we believe we don't actually live out and show to the world. We say that we believe it, but they don't see any action. And the truth is, I think our inaction reveals what we really believe, or more specifically, what we actually don't believe about Jesus. Now, the crazy thing is, if you, if you watch Jesus and his interaction with the disciples, the people that were following him, There are a lot of moments and situations where he challenged them because of their lack of faith. And he did it in grace and he was incredibly patient. He could have been like, man, these guys, you guys are morons. Let me go find 12 more guys. I mean, he was incredibly, incredibly patient and gracious in those moments. But he also, in those moments where they lacked the faith to believe, he challenged them on that. Why is that? Because what they believed about God was going to change the world. And if they lacked the faith to believe that Jesus was who he says he was, and they weren't willing to put that faith into action, how in the world were they going to be able to change the world? And I think the truth is, Jesus will put you and I in many situations where we are challenged in our faith. He will specifically put us aside. Jesus, I've said I believe you're going to do. Where we're going to have to decide. Jesus, I've said I believe this and I have told other people I believe this. And he's like, all right, hot shot. Let's see if you're ready to live it out. And either we, in those moments, even in our fear, and we're like, holy crap, I don't want to mess this up and I'm scared to death. But we step out in faith. Or we shrink back and we go, ah, and we put a wall up. But we hold on to our faith and we say that we believe it. And yet in those moments, we're not willing to put it into action. And Jesus will challenge us and put us in moments 
where we have to decide that. And if we aren't trying to live out our faith to impact the world around us, there may be a good chance that we don't really believe Jesus is who he says he is. It's our faith and our action that are tied together. I was thinking this week, man, how much is it that we do on Wednesday night that involves us putting our faith into action? We don't just sing songs. I know some of us, we feel like, what do we sing these songs for every night? We don't just sing songs. We are putting our faith into action through worship, declaring who God is and reminding us, because we often forget how desperately we need him. When we sing these songs, it's not just songs that we're singing because we like how how they sound or how our voice sounds. We're singing these as an act of faith, believing and saying, yes, God, you are who you say you are. And making declarations like, I'm going to lay it all down. Jesus, whatever it takes, whatever it costs, I'm in it for one thing and it's you. Like these aren't just songs that we're singing. We're, We're declaring something about our faith. And I think sometimes why some of us during that time we sit around and we're like, man, this is so boring, or we bust out social media, or we're messing around with our friends, or whatever, is because, and I I love you, and I'm glad that you come, but it just reveals that you don't understand what we're doing. And we want to help you understand what we're doing, because these aren't just songs that we're singing to kill time during a service. This is us putting our faith into action through worship. We don't just put money in a bucket every week for a couple of minutes. We're putting our faith into action to help other people in need. You're hopefully not just listening to me or Lindsay or Tyler or whoever is up here speak for 30 minutes. But you are putting your faith into action as you lean in and open yourselves up to what God wants to say to you. And by the way that you, same with your small group. You guys together are putting your faith into action by the way that you love and serve each other and you grow together. And then there's these mission trips. We are giving you two incredible opportunities to put your faith into action. And I love the fact that there are so many of you that have signed up and jumped in, and like within the first you know, few hours, you're like, yes, I can't wait. And maybe it's because you went last year, maybe it's because you've heard about it. And it requires faith. You're putting your faith into action. And mom and dad are putting their faith into action too when they're trusting you by signing you up. But there are so many, as many of us that have signed up already, there are a lot of you who are putting the wall up and you're going, no way. There's no way. There's no way I could do that. And you list off the reasons why you couldn't go to Nicaragua or to Baltimore. There's no way that I could do that. Man, I'm not ready for that. Or man, mom and dad would never let me. I'm not even going to bother pushing them on it. Or man, there's other things I'd rather do or whatever the, the reason is. But we shrink back and we go, no, there's no way I can do that. But we hold on to our faith on the sidelines telling other people that we believe 
and yet we show an unwillingness to put that faith into action. And what we need is more of you to get off the sidelines. We need more of you to put your faith into action. As scary as it may be, and there's no way that you can do it without there being some element of like, "Ah, I'm not sure how this is going to work out. But that's what faith does. It steps out, and you will never experience the goodness of who God is And watch your faith grow in him as long as you're standing on the sidelines just saying that you have faith. Here's the main point for us tonight. Following Jesus means we show the world by action what we believe by faith. Now, there are as many of us as there may be on the sidelines that we want to challenge you guys to put your faith into action. The truth is there are a lot of you guys that are doing it. And, I've, and I want to just brag about some of you for just a minute. I've seen seniors like Ali Snyder and Tyler Godfrey who have served the homeless people in our community by doing things like putting gift bags together and going on a a hunt throughout Hiram and other places just looking for homeless people on the streets that they can bless and give these gifts to. I've seen students like Angelina Pasidi and others of you who are inviting friends from school to be part of Reckless because you are seeing how desperately those people need to be here and feel like they're loved and they're valued by God. I love hearing students like Carly Lamp and Annabelle Renner who are cherishing God's word and putting your faith into action by spending time consistently with God and developing that discipline in your life. Or guys like Luke Williams or Hunter Norton or Sam Jensen, some of you guys who have become leaders in our ministry and you are living out your faith and it's incredible to watch. I've watched so many of you Jump into the first impression team, which is putting your faith into action. I've watched so many. I love walking around upstairs or in Kid Quest Junior on a Sunday morning and watching so many of you high schoolers that are serving those kids. I love so many of you seniors that have committed to, to putting your faith into action on Tuesday nights by serving as a small group leader in middle school. Like there are so many of you that are taking those steps. You are putting your faith into action and you are impacting the world around you. And now it's time for more of us to jump in. Whatever that looks like for you, whatever step you need to take, but it's time for so many of us to stop talking about the faith that we have and start living it out because there is a world that is desperately in need of Christians who are living it out, not just saying that we believe it. And your schools would be different. And there are so many things that would be different if we would get off the sidelines and put our faith into action. Let's pray together. God, we thank you for loving us. 
Thank you, God, that you challenge us in your grace, God, in your patience with us, in moments where we lack the faith to believe. God, I pray if there are students in the room tonight who have never taken that first step, that step that's necessary by faith, and put their faith and trust in you as Savior. God, I pray tonight that they would cross from death to life. I pray, God, that they would show the faith to believe that you love them and that you died for their sins. And while we were sinners, you gave up your life for us. And that they would ask you and receive the gift that you are willing to give of salvation. God, I pray for other students who, for whatever reason, just find themselves so many moments in life just lacking the faith to believe you, to take you at your word. God, would you give them in your grace, would you give them the faith to believe? And God, for so many students I think are in the room who are saying all the right things, and yet there's an unwillingness to actually live it out. God, I pray that you would push us out of our comfort zone, that you would challenge us to put our faith into action. God, thank you that you call us as followers of you to show the world by action what we believe by faith. God, help us to do that. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen.